So good. Well, um, I want to share with you uh, something the Lord has been teaching me recently this week, um, and, and that is the uh, understanding how to resist the enemy, how to resist the enemy. And uh, it's, we say, yes, resist the devil, resist the devil, and then we find ourselves not resisting him, you know what I mean? And so that's just something I've been, uh, the Lord's been teaching me. He's like, I need to teach you this, because, uh, you know, I, how many, how many of you, you can find yourself not resisting, even though you know you need to resist, you know? And so uh, this is what we're going to get into. So we'll open up in the story. We're going to do Exodus 17. The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Malachites as Moses had ordered, and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. Keep going. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone, put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Malachi army with the sword. We got next chunk. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this on a scroll as something to be remembered and make sure that Joshua hears it because I will completely blot out the name of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar and called it, the Lord is my banner, he said, because hands were lifted up against the throne of the Lord. The Lord will be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. Yeah, so I'm excited because many of us have heard it, but I don't know if we've like heard it. And so we're going to we're going to really grab this tonight. Um, And so the title of this morning is called Flip the Script and it's Keys to Resist the Enemy. Keys to Resist the Enemy. Father, we just welcome you right now. God, we just love we just love that you have our attention. You are here. We've loved on you. We've received from you. We are ready for you to teach us. We are ready for you to draw us into uh, who we are. We just welcome you right now, Holy Spirit, to flip the script this morning, that you would begin to expand, transform, renew our mind sense, uh, that we would come into more of the fullness of you this morning. God, I thank you that out of being captivated, we would be ones who remain captured by you, Father, that uh, this morning is the uh, tying the ribbon of what you have done and where you're taking us. We love you. Amen. Flip the script. Um, you know, it's easy. I was just thinking about this in worship. Uh, it was so, la- past two weeks um, have been what you could say, I felt a lot of attacks. Anybody felt a lot of attacks? Like, man, the devil's after me for some reason right now. Like, anybody felt like a, t- a period of time where you're like, I'm feeling attacked. Like, he's just after me, you know? And, uh, and it's funny because with that phrase, what we have is a position of defense, right? Like, the devil is after me, you know? And I remember even texting some of my mentors and pastors, I'm feeling really attacked right now, right? And so it's, it's this, it's this my, and I, I realized the Lord was showing me that the, the verbiage I was using is displaying a mindset that is not of him. And so you're like, well, but you were being attacked. Yes. But why wasn't he being attacked back? You know what I mean? And so, 
And so all of a sudden, I began to realize, man, so many times I think of how the enemy's attacking me. Why aren't I busy counterattacking, right? Um, and so we find there's the, the place called Rephidim, it says. That's where the enemy attacked them. That, play, that word, that, that city, is, that place is called, uh, the, the definition is resting place. And it was the resting place between Sinai, where the glory was, and between Egypt, where captivity was. And so one thing I've noticed is the enemy attacks when we are in between. Like when we're in between. Like I didn't really feel attacked by the enemy when I'm just like, yeah, right? The enemy's just waiting, right? He's like, okay, you have your moment, okay? And then when you get back to the resting place and you're hanging out in the valley, then we'll talk, right? And so it's like the enemy attacks when we're in between. The enemy attacked, the Malachites attacked when they were between captivity and glory. It's like that's where the enemy wants to get us. And it, it doesn't mean that you're, you're in between whether you're deciding to follow Jesus, because most of us, I sense, here are. But what it means is, so you just had a moment on Sinai this morning. Okay, we're going to have a few more mo- moments with the different speakers in worship. And then between, maybe if most of you go to church, okay, on Sunday morning. So you'll have a moment of Sinai now, and then you have about 20 hours between, before you have your next Sinai moment. So that 20 hours is the Rephidim, the resting place of like, so what's going to happen? You know what I mean? So I remember, uh, like, we just had our youth summer camp last week. And uh, almost every year, people talk about, man, just sick and tired of the camp high. You know, you're just getting high. And then, you know, with Jesus. And then the rest of the year, the rest of the year, you're feeling low. So you just got to wait for that next high. And so what the Lord has really been showing me that I, we need to do is actually understand what it actually means to resist the devil to the point where if he's attacking, really, we're not talking about, Pastor, I'm just feeling the attacks of the enemy. Really, it's like, so he tried to get me, and this is what I did to him. Right? You know what I'm saying? It's like getting back at it. And the thing is, it's really easy. Uh, we talk about, oh, man, times are dark. The devil's wandering around. He's like a prowling lion ready to devour. Yes, he is. But also, what about our side? And it's like, we also have a lion on our side. So if you do that line against my lion, you know what I mean? It's like, we're going to win. And so it's funny because we're like, yes, I have victory in Jesus. But then Monday through Friday, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is horrible. What am I going to do? I need Jesus. I need him. I need to go to Sunday church. Okay, that will get me. I get back to my Sinai. But I'm recognizing the Lord is wanting to get us in this victorious mindset. You know? And even the fact, if I say things are getting worse, um, then why did Jesus do everything he did? And if his kingdom is ever increasing and always advancing, like Isaiah talks about and prophesies, that Messiah coming, Prince of Peace, if it's always advancing, does that mean, and he's a Prince of Peace, so his kingdom is a place of peace, doesn't that mean peace will increase constantly, right? And so it's like, again, it's like, okay, yeah, we see bad going on, but why aren't we seeing, looking at what God is doing? And instead of like, oh, the enemy's attacking me, well, what'd you do back? How did you respond you know what I mean? And so the, and really what we say sometimes the enemy is attacking me is that moment of temptation when he's luring me into what he has to offer, right? And it's that moment, that resting place where I rest, where I pause for a moment. Do I want to eat the plate of Sinai or eat the plate of Egypt, right? Do I want captivity or do I want glory? And so that's, that's the moment. Resisting is choosing not to eat what the enemy has for you. But here's the thing. Um, I've even, practically, I've noticed a difference on the days 
where I have a designated time in the presence of the Lord and when I don't. I've noticed a difference. I've noticed it even just in one day. I noticed because really resisting is not what we think. So we'll keep going. So the enemy attacks when you're resisting. Here are some keys to resisting the enemy. Key number one is surrender. Surrender to God. Surrender to God. So we just read in Exodus 17 that Moses had his arms lifted up. You know what's crazy? It's how many of us when we worship our arms get tired? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, after like one second. Because I guess we got to get used to it or do it more. And so, but it's like, I thought it was interesting how Moses had a posture of worship. He had a posture of surrender. And it's like, when he stopped surrendering, oh man. So when he stopped surrendering, the moment I stop surrendering to God is the moment I start losing to the devil. It's crazy. It's like, the moment I stop surrendering. So it's easy to surrender in this moment. But then we get back home today, we're with family, we're raising kids, we're um, fighting to be one with our spouse, because that's what you are, but you don't always feel like it, right? Or you're going to work, whatever. It's like, why are we stopping sometimes in surrendering? And that's why there's something about where I even joked about, make sure planet out of church. Even Moses needed somebody to keep his arms up. So this is why even these conferences are to keep your arms up. And the thing is, like, we have to, really, we have to walk around doing this the whole time. The moment I stop surrendering, because it says the moment Moses dropped his hands, then the Malachites started winning. Can you imagine how funny and chaotic that would look? It's like, hands up. Israel's like, yeah! Right hands down. The Malachites are like, yeah! And so it's like, it was just constant. I wonder how many times it happened. You know what I mean? And it's like, I wonder how many times that happens to us in a day. You know what I mean? We're like, yes, Lord! No, the devil's got me. Yes, Lord! Right? But all I need to do is just keep surrendering. And I know it sounds so elementary, but like I find myself not even passing first grade Christianity sometimes. Because if I was remaining surrendered to the Lord, I would understand that resisting, you see, that's where resistance is, is when you're surrendering. Resisting the devil is surrendering to God. So you, you see, there's a focus shift that we've got we to gotta shift the focus here a little bit. Let's go, to, let's go to the next one here. I got, a, I got another verse for you. This is key right here. So this is the Passion Translation version, which I love this version right here. So then, surrender to God. Stand up to the devil and resist him. And he will turn and run away from you. The NASB and other versions will say, submit to God and resist the devil. So submit, a.k.a. surrender. So the key to resisting the devil is surrendering to God. There's a prerequisite to resisting, and that's surrendering. You know what's crazy when you resist the devil? He runs. He runs. So it's like all I need to do is just resist. Well, how do I do that? Surrender to God. Surrender to him. What does surrendering to God mean? What does submitting to God mean? You know that word, that word surrender or submit in the NASB? When you break it down in the Greek, there's two different versions that it's used. The first version is the Greek military style where you will form in a troop under a, 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 a military official ready for battle. So you're forming in troops ready for battle. So submitting to God isn't like little like, right? Submitting to God is, all right, form together. We got to be ready. That's what it is. Submitting to God is actually resisting. Isn't that crazy? 
And then the other version of that word submit uh, uh, in the non-military version means to voluntarily give up yourself to be under authority to something. So really, if I'm not resisting the devil, I'm submitting to him. But if I am resisting the devil, I'm submitting to God because I'm voluntarily giving myself, forming as a troop, ready for battle, ready for action. Thank you, Lord. All right, let's go to the next one. Key two, stay alert. Keys to resisting the devil. We just talked about surrender to God. The next one is stay alert. This is, many of us will find ourselves surrendering to God, but this is a lot of times where uh, me, as a Christian, many Christians miss resistance, as we don't stay alert. We surrender to God, but we don't stay alert. Because if you're forming, if that word submit to God means forming together as troops ready, just imagine if, like, okay, I've been standing here for 10 minutes. There's no enemy around here. Let's just, let's just go back to our tents and hang out. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, that's where you, the enemy's creeping out of the woods, right? Because he sees you. He sees you. Oh, they gave up. Okay, right? They didn't think we were coming. Isn't that crazy how the enemy gets you when you, you don't think he's coming? You know what I mean? Look, I don't know what happened. I know what happened. We didn't stay alert. <laughs> I know what happened. You, you chose to not stand your post. So that's, that's what happened. And uh, this morning, I just want to tell you, I'm talking to myself, and the Father is uh, preaching to me and convicting me, so you just can join in the spiritual spanking. So it's good. So Luke 22, here we go. Luke 22. Jesus, after the Garden of Gethsemane, where he was praying, okay, formerly in verse 40, he tells them, Wait here and pray so that you are not tempted. Then Jesus goes to the garden and he sweats blood. He says, hey, if you could take this cup, Father, but either way, whatever you want. So then Jesus, overcoming that, comes back to them from prayer. He came to the disciples and found them sleeping from sorrow and said to them, why are you sleeping? Get up and pray that you may not enter into temptation. You know, we easily think that not falling into temptation causes us to try harder or muster something up, right? But what we find here is the first key, surrendering to God, prayer. Prayer is a key. Prayer is a key. Stay, how you stay alert is pr- by praying. That's why, that's, why, that's why it says pray all the time. Pray in tongues all the time. Pray at all times in every single season. So it's like prayer is a lifestyle. It's conversation with your general, with your God. He needs to remind you that you're winning. He needs to remind you that you have victory. We have to be reminded. That's why we talk to him. That's why we talk to him. Jesus caught them. Jesus caught them. You know what's interesting? They were sleeping. You see, you're not staying alert when you're sleeping. Right? You guys ever felt the just oppression or tax of the enemy. It's like, uh, I'll just go to bed early tonight. It's, it's a little unbearable. I'm just going to take a nap. <laughs> okay, because the enemy's getting at me. It's like, why would I lay down for a lion? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why would I lay down for, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, then I wake up and what else did he scheme, you know? It's like, so it's like, even, you see, we spiritually sleep. Okay, I'm feeling attacks. I'm just feeling, you're sending your text. I'm just feeling really attacked right now. Okay, I'm just feeling really attacked. Okay, put your phone down. You're just watching TV. Oh my gosh, 
You know, just go eat my Dillabook ice cream, you know. It's like, Jesus, you know. And he's just like curling up on the couch. I'm getting attacked. <laughs> Chip and Joanna, what's going on with the house, right? It's like, you're just like, you're, we're sleeping spiritually. You're, get, you're getting attacked, but you're not doing anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so weird, right? But it's like we do it. I remember, I remember Landon, who's, who's um, going to be... Um, the, who is the lead pastor of Mercy Culture and who I'll be under um, starting Monday, technically. So I remember he told me a story of his, his he was at a, some playpen thing with his son. There's all these other kids. Um, there was a, his son's a few years old, but there was a kid that was like a couple grades older. And um, this kid started pushing him. So Landon just watched and he pushed him once, but then he kept pushing him. And then this kid kept pushing him more. His son, Preston, fell. And then Preston began to cry. And then that kid went off somewhere, and Landon picked up Preston and said, stop, don't you cry. He's like, this is what you need to do. If this happens again, you push him back. (laughs) He says, you push him back, okay? Stop crying right now. You push him back, (laughs) okay? And so so then um, the the boy goes to push him again somewhere else, okay, a relentless boy. And... uh, and so then, then Landon's son, Preston, then pushes him and begins, begins throwing these ball toys at his head. <laughs> and then the kid, the kid runs away and leaves him alone, right? And, and Landon knew that was the only way for him to not get arrested, allow his kid to get victory, you know? And so, but what, and I know it's kind of silly, and you're like, oh, you're teaching violence. You know, it's like what, what he was teaching him is, is standing his ground. Right? And staying alert. So many times we, we think that um, God is like, okay, so uh, uh, he pushed me down. And so I just stay laying there and be like, it's, it's like if Preston, his son, said, hey, dad, would you just come here and lay with me? I just want to cry right now. You know, I just like, he's just beating me up right now. Just come lay with me, dad. You know, but no, he's like, no, get up. This is what you do. This is what you do. You know what I mean? Man, we got to stay alert. We got to stay alert. We got to stay alert. Tell yourself right now, stay alert. Stay alert. There's no time, here's the thing, there's no time to rest in resistance. If I rest, like, by, sometimes we can use rest as, I'm just resting. Many times what we're saying is like, oh, I'm, you know, no, I haven't really been praying, you know. I'm just resting, you know. Okay, Take, taking a break from church, you know. See, there's no time from, for, if, if you want to keep resisting, you keep resisting. There's no rest. There's no rest. There's no when, 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 when there is a battle or a war or, or, or something going on between nations, if there's a post of soldiers, they're not like, okay, hey, but guys, on Wednesday, we're going to go take a nap, all of us together. Okay? It's like, it's like there is no time. There's always somebody on watch. They're always rotating. And if you fall asleep on watch, that's a big deal. And you're probably out. You probably need to go live in Antarctica. Like, it's, they take it extremely seriously. That's funny, but it's serious, you know? So it's like, why do we, spiritually, why would we rest? Why would we not watch God, right? All right, next one. Stand up. Stand up. So we have surrender to God, right? And now we're going into standing up. Standing up. We're, so we stayed alert. I surrendered. I'm staying alert. Staying alert, praying. I'm staying in prayer. I'm speaking in tongues. When I feel weight of the enemy, I encourage you, when you feel weight, just start speaking in tongues. Speak in the Holy Spirit. 
because that's where it's like revving your engine. It's like it's the Holy Spirit inside of you. You're speaking. You're allowing him to pray within you. And then what you need to do, okay, you can even break it down. There's a moment, boom, you're feeling a temptation or oppression of the enemy. So you're surrendering to God. You say, Father, okay, I'm all yours. And then you're, you're staying alert. You're praying, okay, and then you're standing up, standing up. Now, what are you going to do in response, right? Because, again, we're like, man, life is just hard. The enemy is always just after me. Well, is that how it's supposed to be? Meaning, like, did, 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 did the Father create us? To be on this earth to run from a devil? <laughs> Ready, go. Boom, more. <laughs> right? It's like he, he didn't create. He's not watching down there watching, man, everybody's getting chased by this guy. Like, that's not what he's doing. That's not his goal. Right? His goal is like, hey, there's somebody down there that's not supposed to be there. So he's not saying, hey, you're going to be down there for a while without me. Okay? But just run. <laughs> okay? No, he's like, hey, you're going to be down there. I'm going to fill you, and you got to drive him out. you got to drive him out. The whole, the earth is ours. Subdue it. It's been given to you. If it's been given to me, then any, anything the enemy's doing on the earth is illegal, right? And so it's like, instead of like, oh, man, the enemy's attacking me. You're the one that is supposed to enforce the kingdom. It's my, it's my job. So that's why, like, my personal, that's why my personal life, I need to enforce the victory. So when Satan is saying, hey, you want this, in that moment of the resting place between Sinai, glory, Egypt, captivity, I need to remember I need to stay surrendered. I need to stay surrendered. I belong to God. I have voluntarily given myself to God, and I will remain in that place, remain right there. So it's easy for us to stand up then we're, when we're staying alert because we're watching. We know what's coming. And how, oh, come on, how many of us know we know when something's coming? Many times I can feel I can feel, like, the enemy coming towards me. Maybe I haven't gotten, like, tempted in that moment, but I can feel something that's not of the Lord. And you can feel it coming. But, man, how many of us, we just kind of, (laughs) like, right? It's like, instead, instead, since I stayed alert, it's not like staying alert. It's like, he's coming, God. He's coming, right? Instead of, oh, (laughs) like, staying alert isn't just, like, pointing, like, what are we going to do, right? But then it's, you got to stand up. And so, because it says in James chapter 4, resist and he will flee. So standing up is, he comes right to you, he knows the nose, he just goes in your face, right? And you just stand there. What do you want? (laughs) He's like, he's like, all right, I guess you're resisting. And it's funny that looks and seems so easy, but actually, that's what the Bible says. Resist and he will flee. When you stand up, the devil runs. (laughs) Isn't that great? The devil doesn't run when I'm laying, oh God, I'm getting attacked. Jesus, it's just a season of oppression, you know. But it's like, and the devil's like, get it. But it's like, when I stand up, then the devil runs. And it's like, God will deliver you because he already has. And so now God is saying, stop, stop crying. Get up. This is what you're going to do next time. Right? This is what you're going to do next time. We've got to stand up. Just tell your spirit right now, stand up. You know, it's funny. It's the thing, like, you ever seen somebody yell at a dog? Okay. Maybe you're like, I oh, mean, right, okay. So it's like, let's do two different dogs. So you have dog number one, okay? Sweet, adorable, gentle, fluffy, okay? And, but you see somebody yell at this dog, Rah! okay? And the dog all of a sudden just, you know, 
puts the tail in between the legs, right? Droopy ears, right? It makes that squeal noise. Okay? And then you got dog number two. Same person. Yells at this dog. And the dog's like, right? The, the person will have a different reaction. You know what I mean? So it's like, am I dog number one? When the enemy tries to give me a hard time? Or am I dog number two? Right? Like the devil flees when I resist. So I've seen scary dogs. I will run. I don't want to be touched. I don't want, I don't want to lock eyes. That's even scarier. I'll like fall, right? Stand up. Stand up. Okay, almost done here. The next one. Know your equipment. What have we been given? Military style here. We are in battle. We've been given armor. Let's do the Passion Translation version of Ephesians 6. Now, my beloved ones, I have saved these most important truths for last. Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. It's kind of nice, a little fresh, huh? Put on God's complete set of armor provided for us so that you will be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser. Let's keep rolling. Your hand-to-hand combat is not with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms, for they are a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. Because of this, you must wear all the armor that God provides so you're protected as you confront the slanderer. You see that? Yeah, confront. I'm not wearing armor like, right? I'm wearing armor like, where are you at? (laughs) You know? (laughs) For you are destined for all things and will rise victorious. Victorious, next. Put on truth as a belt to strengthen you to stand in triumph. Truth helps me stand up in triumph. I have victory. Put on holiness as the protective armor that covers your heart and my lifestyle. The way I live is what protects my heart. Stand on your feet alert, then you'll always be ready to share the blessings of peace. In every battle, take faith as you wrap around shields, for it is able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil one. My faith in God. What God has to offer me is better than what Satan has to offer me. And even though it kind of smells good and looks a little good, I know what happens when I eat that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Some of us, we know what happens when we eat it, but we still eat it. (laughs) Right? And so it's the same thing. I know what happens. But since I know what God has for me, is way better, right? Embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance, like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies. The power, that's interesting. I need to actually understand what salvation is. Salvation isn't like, salvation isn't just get me the heck out of this place, right? Salvation is, I've been saved and delivered from all things. Salvation is, hey, no, we're not going back to Egypt because we're heading to Sinai, right? And take the mighty razor-sharp spirit sword of the spoken word of God. Pray passionately in the spirit as you constantly intercede with every form of prayer at all times. Pray the blessings of God upon all believers. The sword, knowing the word. It's hard for me to stand against the enemy when I don't know the word. It's hard for me to resist temptation when I don't know the word. All Jesus did in response to the devil tempting him was speak the word. Right? And so did the devil. But the devil just didn't understand. He didn't have the transformed, renewed mind of Jesus, right? So it is vital, okay? 
are my quiet time, my devotion time, whatever you want to call it. Know the word. Here's the thing. We have to know our equipment. Okay, we talk about I have the armor of God. But many times we're walking around, oh, this is way too heavy. Okay, I don't, I'll just take this off. It's a little comfortable without that, right? I can do whatever I want now. You know, I, I don't have to give up some of my TV time if I don't have to do this whole, you know, pray, sword. I don't need it. You know, I don't need the word. Okay, but it's like I need to know my equipment. I need to understand what is salvation, right? What is faith? How do I have that? Mm. Father, help us know the equipment you've given us. Help us understand it. Let's go to the next one. You see, we've been given everything for victory. I have been given everything I need for victory. Everything. I don't need to wait for God to do anything. Isn't that weird? Just think about that. Many times we think we have to wait for victory. I don't have to do anything. I've been given everything. And since I've been given everything, I just need to understand what I've been given. And then to apply it. So it's like, just because I've been given armor doesn't mean I'm wearing it, right? Just because I have a sword in my hand doesn't mean I'm swinging it, right? Right? It's like, I have to understand. I've been given everything I need for victory. I'm going to invite the band up, and we're going to have a moment of letting the Holy Spirit shift us. Let's go to the next slide here. The best resistance. I want you all, if you're going to remember anything, remember this. This is what the Lord has been showing me. The best resistance is persistence. Meaning, relationship with the Father is resisting the devil. Okay? Relationship with the devil is resisting the Father. Okay? When you build your relationship with God, you build your resistance against the devil. So, my times, my times of intimacy in the Lord, when the Lord spoke to me about the next assignment, what I, I, that is actually resisting the devil. Resisting the devil isn't looking at the devil and be like, what's he going to do? Resisting the devil is actually having a relationship with my father. Okay, Jesus wasn't so concerned about what the devil was doing. What did he say? I'm about my father's business. So it's like, I need to be, I'm not about the devil's business. I don't even care what he's trying to do. I know what my father's trying to do, and I know it destroys everything he's trying to do. You know, it's like, I need to be so concerned. I need, this is how I understand the father's will for me is right here. Thank you, Father. Let's all stand up. Thank you, Lord. All right, you all ready to flip the script this morning? Man, the Lord has been flipping my script this week. You're getting attacked. What are you doing in response? And I love this. I love this because I knew, you know, most of us church-going, leadership, worship leaders, Christians, involved people in church here, but we can find ourselves... Reading the script wrong. You know, they say the best defense is a good offense. Like in football, meaning if you don't want the team to score, don't put the team on the field that's scoring. Make them have the team that's stopping you from scoring. So it's like even just for me in my life, in my spirit, my best defense, my best resistance against the enemy is focusing on the victory that I have. It's focusing on the victory. See, this is where we also get the, the church from feeling defeated to a church that is victorious. Because even if as a Christian or as a church you could feel defeated, still the reality is you have victory. You have victory. And so here's the thing. 
the enemy is actually scared of us. You know, he's like that mouse, but in the dark, in the alleyway, with the light shining on him, he looks like a giant beast on that wall, right? It's like, the, the enemy is actually scared of me. And it's funny how sometimes I'll listen to the one who's scared of me. I actually, right now, even I just, like, I, I, I just got this picture of, I got the devil's right next to me, and, you know, the devil will be like, hey, I know what you really want. You should do this. But this is how I see him now. I see him like, hey, uh, I just, uh, hey, you know, you, I got something better for you if you, if you want it. I don't, you know, he's like, he's freaking out. But he's just waiting. Uh, I, I don't know if you want what I have, but it's better, you know. It's like he's actually scared because he knows if you resist, <laughs> right? Like he's out. He's out. Okay, go ahead and just, just start communing with the Holy Spirit right now.